Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Um, I got some messages this week saying that not all of you are just my friends doing me a favor. So I want to say if you are not my friend listening to this and you genuinely like it, I love you. Um, I am so fucking thankful <laughs> that you took the time to care about something um, that I did. So thank you for listening. So I want to start um, in the beginning of this episode to talk um, about some people that I think deserve um, some shout outs. And that is I want to say hey to any mom who spent any time this week crying in her bathroom, in her closet, in her car, in her office with the door closed. If at any time this week you isolated yourself to cry, girl, I'm sorry. And I'm here with you and I'm proud of you for getting up and continuing on with what you were doing. Uh, powering through is the hardest part sometimes. Next, I wanna say hey to all of the moms who braved shopping at this absolutely fucking terrible time of year to buy a gift for something that you didn't wanna do or someone you didn't wanna buy for. Um, you took the kids out, you did it. You dealt with all of those crazy chubby white ladies rushing around like it was the most important thing ever. Uh, and you made it home. And that's over. Thank freaking Christ. It's over. Ugh, I hate shopping at the holidays. I don't know if you can tell. Um, <clears throat> also, if you spent any time saying kind words to any of your friends or your children or your husband, I want you to be proud of yourself because you are aiming towards a better life for yourself and everyone around you. And that's not something to be ignored. That's awesome. Baby steps are how we get moving. Moms of all people should know that. So taking that tiny step to try to better yourself, you've already done that. You've already bettered yourself just by taking the step. So that's pretty fucking kick-ass. Um, I want to start out with two quotes today. The first quote, uh, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. I forgot to say that the topic of today is toxic people. Um, it's around the holidays. You're going to get stuck with someone you hate, um, whether it's at the PTA meeting or the Christmas play or your in-laws house. Rip, I'm so sorry. Or, <clears throat> you know, your brother that shows up every year drunk or whatever it is, your uncle, your aunt. You're going to have to sit around someone that is sucky, someone that's a monster. Um, and so before we dive into that, I want to start with two quotes that I'm going to keep referencing um, the whole way through. And that is that people are not against you. They are just out for themselves. I'm pretty sure I read that on some gay-ass Pinterest thing or some stupid sign in a store. Um, but either way, I loved it. Um, and I think of it often. It really helped me get through some things to understand that nobody gives a shit about you. They literally don't. They only care about themselves. So you getting upset and letting people hurt you is only hurting you. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I'm 32 and it took me that long to realize. So um, next quote. Uh, okay, so I love Reddit. We're going to talk about Reddit all the time. I'm sorry. It's super annoying if you don't like it or don't care about it. But um, someone commented. So I subscribed to this thread about people who have narcissistic parents uh long story it's it's a kick-ass thread it's awesome um but someone commented blah 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 i hate this person they're always here uh, it was like this super super long whiny going on thing and someone commented uh, uh, and this person is on rye bread 
at, on, on Reddit. So I want to give them credit, even though I, you know, they probably want to stay anonymous. So my bad, but it's so beautiful. I don't want to steal it. I want to give the person credit who said it. So they said, an asshole is literally a hole and a hole is a hole because it is empty. So you are calling them empty. However, an asshole is sometimes filled with shit, which is disgusting. But either way, the shit isn't in the hole for long. In that sense, you are saying that this person exists as an empty hole, which is sometimes filled with shit. But even the shit doesn't stick around for long. <laughs> I love that. That is so fucking funny. And when I read it, I was like, holy shit. You are hilarious and a genius and everything I could ever want in a person. Um, so fucking funny. Uh, and now that I'm saying it out loud, I want to say I think it was a response to something about Caitlyn Jenner, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it was, I didn't read it because I didn't care because it was boring. But the comment is incredible. So I want to continually refer back to that and call people assholes because it's a perfect uh, analogy for what we're talking about here. We're talking about people who are so empty inside. They're just hollow. Um, sometimes they're filled with shit. Sometimes they attack you for no reason. Um, sometimes they're just, God damn, they're just horrible. So let's, let's move on. Cause I don't need to talk about that anymore. That quote speaks for itself. It's badass. Um, so let's see. So assholes, toxic people, how do we spot them? So I watched a couple YouTube videos from professionals on the signs. I, I want to give this information, although I also want it to be noted that this is all a feeling. I mean, I could give you a checklist and you could be like, yes, they do that. Yes, they do that. But what I really want you to think about is how they make you feel. I mean, it's how you spot someone. Do you always feel upset when they're around? Okay, well, then they're toxic to you. Whether they're toxic in real life or not, they're toxic to you. So um, how it affects you is what matters most. So number one, do they play the victim? Do they always make you feel like you have to apologize and take on their problems? Um, fuck, I hate people like this because I am so susceptible to this behavior. Um, I am such a people pleaser because I constantly seek validation. I, I have reasons I think why, but it doesn't fucking matter. My point is that these kind of people, they prey on people who are kind and people who genuinely want to make people happy. And so you get sucked into trying to help them. And then, you know, halfway through, you're like, fuck, you're playing me. Oh my God, I got this far and I can't back out. Uh, now I'm like stuck here with someone that makes me feel bad and I can't, you know, cause I'm having this struggle between being a good person and also taking care of myself. So there's shit people to be around. Uh, number two, emotional abuse, walking on eggshells, treating you like a child. Um, this next point is something that's near and dear to my heart. Ridicule and disregard your opinions, thoughts, and feelings. Um, so my mom sucked. Um, and I didn't know she sucked until I became an adult. And so this is a topic that's probably going to just stay with us all the time, um, throughout this entire thing. Cause I bring it up constantly, but, uh, she used to like, if I was sad, I was a fucking baby. And I don't mean like baby. I mean a fucking baby, um, filled with disdain and hate. Um, if I was upset because I just got abused, then I was a fucking bitch or a spoiled, rotten little fuck, 
or some, you know, combination of a bunch of words that hurt little kids' ears. Um, and I have had the hardest time becoming an adult because I second guess every single thing I do. So these people do a lot of damage. Um, uh -huh, I just heard that commercial. That's a lot of damage. Thanks to my 16 year old son. Anyway, but they, they hurt you. So emotional, emotional abuse is not a joke. It's very serious and it's very hard to pinpoint, um, what exactly is happening. So again, I want you to always refer to how you feel around that person because that's what matters. Um, do they make you feel responsible for all the problems in your relationship? Another huge part, but that also goes back to the playing the victim, right? Um, number three, pathological liars. So I'll never forget my first pathological liar. Her name was Danny. Um, Tiffany, if you're listening, you also remember Danny. We talk about this all the time. It took us so long to realize that Danny was lying about everything. It's such a weird position to put yourself in is to not trust something someone else says. Our entire society works on face value things like people saying, Oh no, that's totally what happens. And you're like, Oh shit, really? Um, and so Danny had Tiffany and I going for quite some time back in the old fifth grade. Um, but because of knowing her, I feel like I can really spot good ones now. Um, but if you've n never really paid attention, um, this person can make you feel so uncomfortable and confused because you're constantly trying to listen to what they're saying, but what they're saying is total shit and garbage. Um, so then you can't really validate your ideas of reality. Um, number four is, do they need constant control? This one is terrible. These kinds of people drain everything about you and your existence and your relationship with them. They are suffocating people. Um, they may not understand they're doing it. So this, um, what I learned on the internet this week is that um, it can be caused by childhood trauma that they're trying to repeat. And this is called repetition compulsion if you want to Google it. Um, it's terribly sad. And it's something that I want to kind of jump back on. So let's pretend that someone's parents were aggressive and emotionally abusive. And they told their child all the time, like, you're stupid and you suck and everything about you is dumb and blah, blah, blah. So now they're an adult, sorry to say probably your mother-in-law, um, who is trying to exert that exact controlling situation over the children or perceived children in her life. And she's trying to repeat this because that's what I, I, I kind of want to look at it like a baby. Like I want you to look at her like a baby. Like she's trying to be the grown up, and in her life, this is what grown ups used to do. So it's really fucking sad. Um, and I know that you don't care when you want to just punch Sharon in the face over Thanksgiving dinner. But if you look at it that way, it kind of takes a little bit of the sting off of it. Like, damn, this poor little thing. She just doesn't know how to be a grown up. No one ever showed her. Um, so that kind of bums me out. <laughs> that one bums me out. Um, number five, do not respect boundaries. Hate these people. Fucking hate them. Oh my God. Um, so this is enters personal space, uses intimidation, crosses lines on purpose. Um, where we are for some reason, 
in the country, currently we move a lot, the people here get incredibly close to my face when they're talking. I don't know why, and it really bothers me. Um, so this does not respect personal space. It makes me want to freak out. I hate it. So I'm sorry if someone's doing that to you because it is so uncomfortable. Um, and number six here, we have negative people. Um, yeah, they just fucking suck. You've met a ne negative person that sucks the life out of every room, that can't laugh at, at anything. It's exhausting. Um, uh, yeah, you know them. I don't even need to go into it. You know them. They suck. You try so hard to be happy, and they just slam it down. So um, before we move into how to deal with assholes and toxic people, I want you to take a minute to really think if any of those behaviors are something that you see in yourself or your children. Because I have. I have seen myself in a couple of those. I've seen my children in some of those at some point in time. And I can tell you that it's serious and you're the only person that can change it. Um, so we, we want to deal with all that kind of stuff later. And I digress from the actual topic of what I want to give you here. And that is the tools, but I want you to know it's okay to admit that. And it's okay to try to fix it. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. I'm trying to like show you that it can be done because I've done it. You have to be the one who wakes up one day and says, I don't want to do it. You can't be the one going through that repetition compulsion all the time. I understand that nobody showed you how to do it. I understand more than anyone else. I get it. I've got it. I know not more than anyone else, but sorry, same as anyone else. I get it. You can do it. All you have to do is recognize these things and put a stop to it. And if your kids are doing it, I don't want to be a dick here, but it's because you're doing it. I think you know that. Your kids are watching everything you do. Uh, and if you weren't trying to be a better person, you wouldn't be here right now. So I appreciate that. And I want you to think about that. It's okay. It's okay because you don't know what you didn't know. So we're here to learn. Okay, the next thing is uh, let's focus on, on other assholes because changing how you interact with those assholes will slowly grow you as a person. And by using empathy and love, you will see a change. Quick silly story. Um, I know a girl who has always given me anxiety. To be around her stressed me out. Um, and I always complained about it. And I told my husband one day, She's just so competitive. God. To which my beautiful Keith, who is always calm and unemotional, answered, Are you sure she's competitive? Or are you competitive? And I just sat there and I was like, Fuck me. It's probably me. Oh, shit. Am I? Damn. So I just let that sit in my head for a while. Um, and next time I saw her, I paid attention to exactly what I said and how I was saying it and how I was feeling. And uh, long story short, I'm embarrassed as shit to say she was not competitive at all. Um, I was competitive. So we have to constantly look at ourselves like, damn, you're messing up. Okay, I'll fix it. And by fixing myself, 
that's weird. I fixed my idea of her, my image of her, even as I saw her. Um, so if there is a problem, the first place you should look is um, at yourself, which blows super fucking hard. It sucks. Um, okay. I took notes this time, and I tried to be more organized. So I apologize if you can hear my paper flipping or the nervousness in my voice because this is super weird. Uh, and I'm nervous because I want to give you something good. And I, now that I know that people are listening that don't automatically love me, uh, it added a little bit of pressure that I'm really glad I have. So thank you. Okay. So back on track, Katie tips on how to deal with these people. So, um, I read a book when I was like 14 or 15. I thought I was super smart back in the day and I knew a bunch of vocabulary words that I currently do not, um, so I, when I tried to read this book back, I found out that I was much smarter as a teenager than I am right now. So I'm going to give you the rundown because the idea matters. Um, the book is called The Social Construction of Reality. And the, the rundown is everything in everyone's life is completely special to them. Their entire reality is different than your entire reality. They are literally creating scenarios for themselves. The lady next door, her reality is different than your reality. You have kids who have X, Y, and Z traits. Well, she has kids that have A, B, and C traits. They're totally separate. Her problems are not your problems. So when you see her out at the mailbox and she doesn't wanna talk, it's not her being an asshole. She has a lot going on. Her reality is not your reality. And so we get caught up in these ideas that everyone should be nice all the time and everyone should be perfect and great, but everyone is walking around in a different set of circumstances. And you could never ever know exactly how they feel ever. You only know your reality because that's yours because you live in it every day so the weight of your reality it can suffocate you and you cannot really you get into a place where you don't really understand anyone else's reality and I hope this is making sense and I'm not just blabbering on about some philosophical shit but it really helped me change my life and I constantly refer back to it um, an example that I always use is that soccer games um, when we were in Hawaii, there was a mom there that I fucking loved. Um, but we were sitting at the game one day and all of the parents start freaking the fuck out and screaming. And under my breath, like a petulant teenager, I said, it's not even fucking real. This isn't even fucking real. And she laughed and said, what did you say? And I said, it's not real. This isn't real. This is a kid's soccer game. This is like all made up tension. It's not real. Um, they're putting the tension onto the game and she laughed um, and uh, we became very good friends and I liked her <laughs> quite a bit because she was hilarious and she constantly brought it up as well and she would constantly say this isn't real this isn't real um, but I use it and I apply it to life when someone is losing their shit that doesn't mean I have to lose my shit it is a made up emotional response to a bunch of circumstances that I know nothing about. 
and I'm going to get off of this one because I have a tendency to go into these dark holes of imagination and philosophy and whatever else and people don't know what I'm talking about and I start to sound like a rambling homeless person. Uh, I get that, so my bad. But I hope, but if you understand that and you can follow it, uh, I recommend that you read the book, but it is difficult. It's one of those books that like <laughs> three quarter or like, you know, a quarter of the way in, you're like, holy shit, I don't know vocabulary words. I don't even know what this means. We get it. You have a fucking degree. Oh my God. So I find it hard to read those books, but um, it really did change my life. And the idea that everyone's reality is completely different helps me. So, number two, uh, nothing that you ever do will change their behavior. Uh, I always say to my kids and friends, there are people that I don't fight with. Toddlers, drunks, and stupid people. Uh, fighting with them is a waste of fucking time. You know, because you've done it. It's a waste of fucking time. You're not going to calm the toddler down. You're not going to explain to the drunk person why breaking the fire alarm is not a fucking great idea. And stupid people can't be helped. Um, and it's less stupid, more blind on purpose. So if someone is shouting their opinions at you, you're not going to change it. Nothing you say will ever fucking help them, ever. They are shouting things at you. They're not having a conversation with you. They're shouting things at you. In no universe or world or any other existence would anything change their minds. So <clears throat> knowing that, try to just step out of it mentally. Step out of the conversation. Look at it from the outside. What is actually happening? Uh, and I just say... Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Thanks. And then I go home and I close my door and I don't ever have to do any fucking thing they said. So that's where the real power lies in at the moment, smiling, acknowledging them as a person. And then, um, hello, you don't have to do shit in your real life. Your reality is yours to control. You can do whatever you want. Um, number three, this behavior has nothing to do with you. Um, so that goes back to the people aren't against you. They're out for themselves. It has nothing to do with you. There's nothing to fucking do with you. The fact that they're attacking you, the fact that they're saying these mean things to you, uh, the fact that they belittle you in front of their son um, because they're an asshole or whatever. I, I'm tending towards mother-in-laws because in the group of people that I know, it's mostly mother-in-laws that we're dealing with, but it's not just mother-in-laws. So if there was, if we took you out of this scenario and we put in someone else, this person, this toxic person would still treat that other person the exact same way. It has nothing to do with you. If your husband, their precious little son, married another woman, she would treat that woman like this same, same thing. It has nothing to do with you. It is problems and insecurities lying within that person, not you. Uh, so please try to remember that because it's so hard not to take things personally. I take, be, I take everything personally, every fucking thing. It hurts my feelings. Everything hurts my fucking feelings. Um, my husband and 16-year-old son 
are super witty and they're always making jokes and they'll make a joke and we'll all laugh and then like three days later I'll say do, do you do you really think I do that like and then they'll laugh and say I knew you were gonna fucking say something about it um to which I'm never really embarrassed because then I say no for real seriously do I fucking do that or not? <laughs> because I'm obsessed <laughs> with um, finding out about myself. It's kind of annoying, I think. But anyway, I'll get over it. Or won't. Uh, hurt people, share their suffering, use empathy to disarm them. So um, these are ways... Okay, so I want to start by saying that I am a self-help addict. I will read anything about how to be a better mother... Um, psychology books about child rearing, how to be a better wife, how to whatever. I've ingested so many stupid things. Um, I say stupid, but they were like really boring and whatever, but I'm totally lame for them. I love them. I, I do. Uh, people make fun of me, my husband mostly, <laughs> but I love it. I can't stop. I want to understand everything about my reality. So, um, in doing so, I have read more parenting books, obviously, than anything else, um, because that's what I'm obsessed with. So I have learned more in those parenting books on how to treat toddlers and teenagers about how to treat adults than I have toddlers and teenagers. And I hope that sentence just made sense. But Everything I've learned in there can be applied to adults. So this book that I read, um, Emotional IQ, is a great book. I really love it. A um, little backstory here is that my son Hank is the same as me, and he's very emotional, and he takes everything to heart. And toxic people leave burns on his soul that he just cannot seem to get over. Um, we have this innate need to try to fix every single person like why are you shitty why would you do that I don't understand um, and then it turns on an anger response and we just want to attack you until you know about yourself uh, and you hate yourself as much as we do so it's a terrible terrible habit um, Hank has this habit and so I read this book to try to help Hank understand his emotions um, because I also don't know what I'm doing. Remember, refer back to the mother who told me I was a stupid little whiny bitch or a selfish bitch or a fucking little wuss or whatever else she said. So <clears throat> in the book, it talks about how we call our friends. I'm talking to, to you now uh, about when something bad happens, you're like, oh, that fucking bitch. She blah, 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 blah. Can you believe someone would do that? Or, oh my God, he said that. Who would say that? And your friend, in turn, responds, oh my God, that's, that's fucked up. Oh my God, she sucks. Oh my God, no, he didn't. Oh my God, are you okay? All of those interactions happen in a friendship. They don't happen in parenting. Um, and that's what this talks about is that your child comes to you complaining and we always say, oh, we have to be nice. Oh, don't say mean things about people or you'll be fine. Toughen up. It's fine. You're fine. No, they're not fine. They're just telling you something and you're supposed to say, oh, shit, my bad. I'm sorry, friend. That sucks. You know, I failed this test. Oh, my God. Are you okay? 
damn, what are you going to do now? So instead of doing all those things, we're like, what do you mean you failed the test? Or a slew of other responses that are personal to you. But I not only use that in parenting now, but against shit people. So sorry, again, wandering off, but I do always try to come back around. So bear with me. But use that on shit people. Um, and a little story of when this clicked in my head, because I, I learned more from doing than I do from reading. I'm sorry to say. Um, there was an incident where someone attended my wedding. Um, and in doing so, got a sore on the bottom of their foot. And for the next however many years, the sore continued to get worse. And this person had a lot of medical problems over it. And every time I saw this person, they brought it up. Up from your wedding. Ugh, when your wedding, when I was at your wedding. And I always felt responsible. It hurt me. Like every single fucking time. This beautiful memory came up. Something negative was associated with it. And my sister-in-law came to visit one day. Doesn't matter. And we're sitting there hanging out. And I told her in a kind of just like, I, I probably, uh, it was probably bitchy. All right. I was probably bitching. So I was trying to make myself seem like I wasn't bitching, but I was bitching about it and how it fucking made me feel. And she didn't answer anything except for, oh, honey, I'm sorry. And she meant it. And I almost cried. And it completely turned it off. I now no longer even think about it. So by putting out her kindness, she immediately diffused any hard feelings that I was having. She just took the time to say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's horrible. Um, and so I know that your mother-in-law or your sister-in-law or the lady at work is a total bitch. And I know that you just want to fucking just oh, take a pencil and just poke her a couple times in the hand until she bleeds. Like a little bit. Like you don't want to kill her, but you just fucking want to get her. That stuff, it's eating away at you. So try to come out of yourself. Again, step back. Look at her. When she starts talking about how fucking great her kids are, take a second to say, wow, you must be a really proud mom. I can see that. I can see you love her. Maybe it'll stop. Maybe she's not a monster after all. Maybe she has feelings. Uh, it doesn't always work. Sometimes they're fucking assholes. Um, but it's worth a shot because you're having a miserable life and so is she. So let's try to just understand and be a little bit more kind because those things that she's carrying around, they're hurting her. And if someone takes the time to try to be nice, it may diffuse it. It's not always the other person's fault. Uh, so <clears throat> another thing that I like to do to extra shitty people is talk to them like babies. It's a fun little game that I play, and um, they don't notice. Like, they have no idea. Um, and it's from that same book. So I say things like, oh, wow, or oh, I love it, just like you would a three-year-old. Just like you would a three-year-old. Um, pro tip, 
This works really well on all my kids, all ages, and my husband. And at first I thought, for sure, they're going to catch me. They're, they're going to they're gonna see right through this. But no, they didn't. They love it. Um, so if the lady at work says, I got this new sweater, and it was, you know, it was super expensive. Instead of being like, fucking great, Sharon, nobody gives a fuck, which is what you want to do. Take a second and go, oh my God, I love it. It's so nice. And see what happens. Just see, just see. She might still be an asshole, but if you take these things, um, one, you can play a game with yourself and then it's not so bad interacting with them. But two, you might just fix the situation and that's what you really want. Nobody wakes up one day um, and just stops being a dick. Um, except for us, obviously, because we're here trying to make ourselves better. What, what? High five. Yes. Uh. But these people in particular, they are perfect in their minds. There's nothing wrong with them. So uh, we're kind of sneaking in the back door here. We're going to try to make it better by kind of just, ha ha, gotcha, Sharon. Now you're a little bit nicer. You don't even know I fucking did it. So that kind of stuff. Um... Okay, so this this is the bitching about um, kind of kind of folds into. So when they're bitching about someone, oh, so and so, she's never on time, or Ugh, I try to tell her how to parent, but she don't want to listen to me because she's always I don't know what old biddies say. I'm glad to say that I don't hang out with many anymore, but um, whatever it is they're complaining about, take a minute to say, oh my god. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that you had to wait. I can tell that's frustrating. Again, talking to them like they're fucking toddlers. Oh, that seems hard. Are you okay? And I'll be damned if they don't diffuse half the time at least. I watch people just crumble under my statements. It's it's kind of fun. I feel like a super villain of love. Okay. Um, so nitpicking, uh, this fucking pisses me off again. I am so emotional and I get so fucking mad and I take everything to heart. Um, and so I've had bosses, a mother, friends, people that talk to you like they say subtle shit. That's like super fucking mean, but it's not really mean in the situation. So if you overreact, you're kind of a dick. I hate that crap. Um, and so a couple, and these are personal things that people have said to me, so stand by for laughs. Um, wow, you need to wax those eyebrows. They're totally out of control. You look so nice today, not like usual. I'm so glad you changed your perfume. Your last one was horrible. Oh my God, did you always eat that much? Okay, so that last one wasn't, um, I forgot, that wasn't about me. That was uh, a shout out to my friend Allison. Someone said that to her, and it still pisses me off because what the fuck is wrong with you, lady? Um, so all these tiny little things, they fucking get you, man. They get you. And these people, they just keep picking and picking and picking. And then you go home and you lie awake in bed at night with your stomach eating itself with anger. And you can't sleep and you can't do anything because these things pile up on you. So, I, I have a hard time with this one. Um, my advice is going to be something that I'm going to also try to do. And that is to say, just turn it around. 
and say, wow, you are so observant. Thank you for pointing that out. I just, I just don't notice things as much as you. Thank you. So again, we're talking to them a little down, but also what you're saying is not a lie. What you're saying is you fucking pick shit out because you suck. Um, I don't do that because I don't suck. Um, but you're saying it in a polite way and diffusing the situation. Um, in the history, I tell my kids this all the time. In the history of humans, no one has ever said, you're being a bitch. And the other person say, oh my God. Oh my God, really? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant. I'll change myself. Um, and so by meeting these people with aggression, man, you are just, you're just fucking lighting a fire. They're just going to keep going. They love it. Oh, it's what they run off of. It gets them so excited, especially people who personally want to hurt you and are close to you, like uncles, aunts, mothers, mother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, people that are really getting, getting to you on purpose. Um, uh, passive aggressive people, I think we can all agree are the fucking worst people that have ever lived. They are terrible and they can get their claws in and they can control your emotions and your life in a way that can't be proven to anyone around you. And it is fucking infuriating and you feel like you're totally insane. And in the silence, when they're not around, you think, it's probably just me. I'm just fucking overreacting. I'm so emotional. But then you see them again and you're like, no, this shit's real. You're fucking, you're fucking with me. You're a monster. Um, and then you react. You either react towards them, which is, oh my God, they love that shit. Oh my God, why are you getting so angry? I was just saying. Oh, fuck you, you little fucking, oh, they're the worst. Or you react in a negative way to your husband or partner. Uh, they love that too. Or whoever's between the two of you. I mean, really, it could be like your daughter's teacher and y y the dynamics are weird. Relationships are fucking weird. Um, but whoever it is, you freak out and talk shit about the passive-aggressive person to the person in between the two of you. And man, do they love that. Because now you're the bad guy. You did it. So they... Oh, my God. My number one advice is to remove that person from your life. Because they're, they're the fucking worst. Um, that is not always possible. So I also want to open that up to anyone else because uh, I, the advice that I have is very small. I'm going to read it now. But I am open for more advice on how to deal with passive-aggressive people because this is a, a spot where I really fail. I fucking hate them. I hate them. I want to call them out on their shit. I want to I, immediately never see their stupid faces again. Um, lots of things happen. I'm even getting angry right now just thinking about passive-aggressive people. So um, the things that I have, the advice that I have in ways to deal with them is this is, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but it's when I, what I've been doing lately. Um, I clench my fists really fucking hard, and I just smile, and I just let it go. I just keep those fists clenched as tight as I possibly can until I notice that they have released They've released on their own. I don't even consciously release them sometimes. Um, this helps me not only with passive-aggressive people, but with slow, fat people in front of me at the store, who I fucking hate, 
who are just walking slow on purpose. Um, any people, any number of people, people who cross the street without doing that little, I'm not an asshole walk where they move their arms really fast. Um, anyone who just takes their time, um, when everyone is waiting on them, people who lets, let doors slam in people's faces. So I use this, (laughs) I use this one quite a bit, but, um, it works really well because what, what the fuck is blowing up going to do? Nothing. It's going to make my day longer and piss me off. And I'm out trying to have fun with my kids. So, um, I don't want anyone around me to notice. So some advice that I found was respond, don't react. So fucking hard. I am an emotional monster. I am so happy or sad or in love or angry um, that not showing an emotion is, I, I, I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't know if I can do it. I, 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 I don't know. I'm going to have to try this one. I'm going to have to work on it. Um, so again, with the nitpicking and the whatever. So responding with those, oh, wow, instead of letting them see it. Um, I had a woman who, I swear to fucking Christ, if I ever see this woman out in public, um, all of these will go out the window. And I will say everything I want to say to her. Um, She ruined my son's first two years of school. She was a nightmare person. Um, And I called a friend crying, saying, I can't do this. I'm going to get him out of school. And I'm hysterical. I'm, like, for real crying. Like, fucking eyes are purple, snot coming down my fucking face. Just (laughs) hysterical. And my friend got real quiet and spoke real low. And she said, don't you dare go over there right now. You sit in your car and you fucking make your face look fine. And you hold your shoulders and your head high. And you walk in there and you do what you have to do. That's fine. But don't you ever fucking let those bitches see you cry. And I pulled the car over. And I, all right. Yep. Okay. Yes. And I smacked my face a couple times and I thanked her and I got off the phone and I just, I just kept that shit together. And I put that emotional sadness and weakness down into strength and I transformed it and I fucking walked in that school and I went for it and I pulled him out and I homeschooled him for like fucking two years after that. But my point is, I think of that all the time. Don't you ever Ever, ever let those people see that they hurt you because they love it. They love it. And you're beautiful and you're strong and you can fucking do it. You smack those cheeks together and you breathe it out and you fucking go on in there because you are a woman and you are raising fucking children and you are taking care of a household and there is no reason to ever second guess yourself or your feelings. You can do it. You fucking push through. So, oh, I hope that helps. I hope that you just fucking, oh, fuck them. Don't ever fucking let them see you cry. Ever. So respond to them with words. Never with emotions. They love it. Um, Got sidetracked because now I'm all upset. Don't mistake. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, funny story now to lighten the load. My husband is my literal emotional support dog. The man is so fucking calm. 
And so, God, I just fucking love him so hard. I need him so much. He is the other half of my personality that never like got implanted. Like I never learned how to be calm or rational in any way. Um, and so we were fighting one time and I, I know that it was me that started it. Uh, I think we've all been there. If you're in a relationship, you start a fight that you know damn well you started and you're just fucking up. You're acting like an asshole, but now you're so deep into it and you can't get out and you got to keep going with it even though you know you're fucking up. Um, and it was one of those times and he stopped talking for like a really long time. And then he said, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. And the way he said it, oh, I wanted to like tongue kiss him so hard. But at the same time, I was like, fuck, that's powerful. Like, I understand what you mean. Like, I'm taking it too far. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, doggy. I'll settle down. You're right. Uh, I was about to have a fucking stroke. Bring it back. Um, but it's a saying that now he says, you know, as a joke, and I say, um, but it's true. So you can be kind and not weak. And there's a difference. So letting these people pick on you and just letting it eat you alive inside and ruin your life that's more towards the weakness side. But if you use the kindness and the patience, you will in that find strength. So, and there is a time when you have to say that though to somebody. There is a time when someone is fucking up and you've been real fucking nice and you've tried and you've, you really have. You've really given it your fucking all. You've tried all of the tactics that the whole world had to offer. You've done everything and they're still a monster. Mm, I recommend saying that to them. Because it's scary, if said correctly. It scared me. Um, but it's also, it's a reminder that kindness isn't a weakness. I'm being patient. I'm being kind. I'm doing the right things you're fucking up. So there is a point at which that sentence gets uh, put in there. I hope that all makes sense. Again, fucking rambling. My bad. I did put an outline this time though, so it might get better. Um, this one is something that I say to my son all the time. Um, allow yourself to have petty thoughts. Acknowledge them. Uh, let them pass through your brain. Think about how stupid fucking Sharon is. Uh, that's fine. She, she does suck. I mean, there's, it's fine. It's okay to think that. But acting on them, letting those petty, silly thoughts control your actions, that's not great, man. That's, that's, that's fucking rolling downhill. That's not good. So you're allowed to think it, but you're not allowed to treat people like shit. You're not allowed to make these decisions that affect your life. You have to keep it contained. There's nothing wrong with thinking it. You are not your thoughts. You are your actions. There's a whole you that the universe sees that you know nothing about. Because it's all based on your actions, not your thoughts. You have all these thoughts carrying around in your brain that you think, well, I'm a bad person because I, you know, secretly want to stab Sharon 42 times in her hand and watch it bleed a little. That doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> that means you have feelings. That means you're here. You've got it. Um, 
acting on it, mm, that's where we start to become bad people. So, uh, that was a complete, uh, I'm so sure, digression from the topic. Um, but I hope that in any of these ramblings, anything that I say can bring you some happiness. Uh, because that's what it's all about is just kind of like verbally giving you anything I've got. And you just pick out the tools to help you succeed in your life. So, um, I want to end by telling kind of a success story. Uh, actually, no, it's a full success story. It just ne doesn't necessarily have to do with this topic. I just want to kind of switch it up a little and um, give anybody out there hope. So this holiday season, uh, I want you to think back on this and think what mindset I was in and are you in the same mindset? So my mom, I'm sure we'll talk about her quite a bit. She is something else. Um, she, we did everything. We went to festivals and fairs and charity events and cancer dinners and anything you could possibly go to. She, she towed her and her girls around constantly, like little accessories. And, oh, man, if the event made her look nice, like she was a nice person, oh, we were fucking going. Um, and I remember vacations, day trips, everywhere we went, it was horrible. She would brush your hair so hard that your fucking head was being yanked back. And if you were upset, she would like, shut the fuck up. It's fine. God, you're such a fucking baby. And then we'd open up the car door and she'd see a friend and she'd say, oh, hey, hi. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, she doesn't talk like that, <laughs> but um, you get the idea. And there was a running joke in our family that, that she was like that. And she thought it was funny. I know now that's not funny at all. It's fucking abuse. But all, all the whole day you would get her fingernails into the back of your arm while she whispered mean shit to you and waved at other people. So there was this whole underbelly monster happening that nobody saw. And I was recently talking to my dad about it. And I said, do you remember everything we did was horrible. I don't remember what, can you dad, can you remember? Am I wrong? Can you remember any trip we ever took any day we were ever together? Can you remember it ending well at all? And he said, no. And I said that I can't remember in my family now that I've created a day ending that way. I don't. Sometimes people get in trouble because they were climbing on that rock wall and I told them not to, but I didn't call him a fucking idiot. Uh, I just told him to get down and it doesn't affect us. We've had vacations and festivals and fairs and all of these things, all these memories we have are fucking beautiful. They're so intact. And when they talk about them, they, they light up. We talk about our favorite days all the time. Randomly comes up, oh, y'all remember when we went to whatever? Oh, it was fucking kick ass. Yeah, totally. Um, and so when I was first dating Keith, I showed up to to meet his dad and um, his mother, his stepmother, I guess, um, his sister and his brother and his wife. 
And every time we left, I was like waiting for Keith, waiting for Keith to say something bad. And he didn't. He would say like, oh yeah, because he's good at that. Or my brother works really hard. I think that's real cool. And I'm just like, what? The fu Are you fucking serious? Like you really love him? Like what? That blows my mind. Um, and his sister is so nice to him. She loves him. She's so fucking nice to him. She like comes over. She puts her arm around him. She says, hey, little brother, I love you. I mean, I want to talk to you. Let's go for a walk so we can be alone, so we can hang out. And I remember saying to him, like, what's the deal with your sister? And he was like, the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, 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 what is she really like? And he was like, what? Are you okay? What's wrong with you? And it's these moments that happen in life that I realize, like, oh, fuck. Like, this is real. People are really happy. They're, like, really, they like each other. Like, your life is so different than mine. Um, and that's, that's been, that was 12 years ago. And I'm very happy to say that I now understand completely what was happening. But it can happen. You too can have this. You can employ these tactics. You can do all these things. You can make up your own, which is more important, really. I mean, I'm here to support you and I love you. And I just want to be your flashlight in the dark. But eventually, you too will have a flashlight. Like you too can show your children that that's not how people who love each other treat each other. Um, and by taking these tiny steps, I hope that we can build something real out of that. And I know that I'm idealistic and emotional, but I truly fucking believe that. Like I want you to have it, please. So if during this holiday season, someone fucking nails it and you choose not to stab Sharon in the hand 42 times or tell her about her fucking self or worse, get petty and use your kids to try to fucking dick measure with her. I want to hear about it. Let's celebrate you. I want to hear about those tiny wins. I want to hear about how you kept your shit together. I want to hear that stupid shit she said. And I want you to celebrate yourself if you swallowed it, deployed one of these tactics, and made it through. So I believe in you. Uh, and remember, if you can't, just to chuckle inside of yourself and think about what an asshole is and how it's so fucking empty and sometimes filled with shit. I love you, and I'll talk to you later, hopefully. And my email, again, is uneducatedhousewife at gmail.com. Um, I started a Twitter. I don't really fucking know uh, Twitter. I don't know what to do with Twitter. Uh, it makes me feel like a 95-year-old woman, but if you want to tweet at me, that is also uneducatedhousewife mm, at Twitter. I don't know. Anyway, I love you. <laughs> Bye.